Welcome into the Harvest Friends. We are here where our goal is to bring you the confidence and clarity you need to be a disciple and make disciples in the everyday places of life. I'm Abigail and I'm joined by Andrew and Keith. Hey guys. Hey Abigail. What's up? I'm digging a wardrobe, guys. Love the blue shirts today. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I mean, I just, I still have not started laying out my clothes. Um, that has been suggested here on the podcast, but I really should have because it did take a few seconds to make this choice so that I could have saved, I could have saved that time. (laughs) Anyway, well guys, how are you doing? How is Southern California? We're doing pretty good. So we're recording this shortly. So we're recording this on Monday after the Super Bowl. Um, That's right. Keith, Keith, how do you feel about the Super Bowl? Uh, I feel... I guess indifferent about the Super Bowl, but I'm I'm hard to please. Like I don't think I'm always gonna have something. But I, I'm happy for the Chiefs. Happy for Andy Reid. It was a good it was a good time. We hung out with Steph's family, so great yeah. food. It was a good time. How about you? How'd it go? It. I thought it was great. I was actually kind of hoping that the Chiefs would win, um, just because it had been like 50 years yeah. since they had won a Super Bowl, and also because of Andy Reid. I think he had won more games than any other coach without winning. A Super Bowl, and I thought it was a great game. So, um, personally, I, I liked it. We hung out with uh, some some friends in our church family who, who hosted the uh, the Super Bowl party and had some other folks uh, come out. So that was that was a lot of fun. I also had a lot of unhealthy food, but that's kind of par for the course. Abigail, did you even watch the I Super know, right? Bowl? What's uh, <laughs> tell us the update from Texas? Super Didn't. Bowl update. I did not watch the Super Bowl. Um, my kids watched Kung Fu Panda 3, mm. and I didn't even watch that. Oh, the light just went out. Oh, now I'm in shadow. Oh, well. That, who cares? That's all right. Zach is going to fix you in post This is my. This is the true me. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't watch it, and uh, Brett is out of town, so he watched it, but I he wasn't here, so I didn't even have to worry about it did buy my kids pizza, but I am currently being super healthy. So I had to drive with all the windows down with the pizza so that it didn't fill my car with the wonderful <laughs> fumes of pizza. This is very, very tempting. And I, I almost died. Because it, I almost it was died. so dramatic and wonderful smelling. Um, so anyway, that was my Super Bowl evening. This morning, I watched several of the commercials. Um, which is really the only thing that I would show up for anyway. So thanks to the internet. Um, I don't know. Like I didn't really see any that I just loved. Yeah. I only have paid attention to the commercials this year. Yeah. And there was nothing that was really funny. It was just a bunch of like celebrity um, just showing up, you know, like, Oh, there's so-and-so I I didn't really don't care. Anyway, enough of that. Thanks for that little (laughs) sports interlude. Super enjoyed every minute of it. Thanks for sh- telling me who won. <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't know that. Um, all right. So, guys, before we get into today's show, which we are going to be being very nostalgic, but also very current by telling you all about Into the Harvest and how we got started and where we're headed. And um, before we do that, we have a couple of announcements. So let's hit those up. Andrew, what's up first? Yeah. So we just started a few weeks back. We started a weekly email newsletter called Harvest Highlights. And this is going to be one of the main ways that we try to stay connected with our community in 2020. Every Sunday, we send out just a short uh, email newsletter that has highlights from 
what Into the Harvest has been up to over the past week, but also we'll highlight some resources that we're aware of that are outside of Into the Harvest, but still have to do with inspiring you to follow Jesus in the everyday places and to share your faith. It might be a book. It might be another article on the internet, not on our website, but on someone else's. Or this past week, it was actually a feature film that you can watch on YouTube um, that um, that we think would be great for you to check out. So if you're interested in um, subscribing to that, then you can do so. You can go to our website, intotheharvest.org slash newsletter and put in your email and you will get the next Harvest Highlights, which will be coming out this next Sunday. Awesome. I am pretty excited for people to join that. If you sign up, you will also get an introductory email, which is really cool and filled with um, actually just a great collection of resources, honestly. So you will also get that. Just bonus. Okay, Keith, we have one more announcement, right? Yes, we do. I am so excited about next week's podcast because it's going to be a Ask Us Anything uh, podcast where you can literally ask us anything. Uh, backstory there, there was a YouTuber who I'm a huge fan of randomly, and I wrote a question in the comment section. And guess what, guys? He, he responded. He answered that question, and it felt so good. I'm like, this random guy out there <laughs> like waiting answered for the my big question. Reveal. <laughs> he picked <laughs> my question, and he answered it, you know. And my comment to him wasn't so nice. I asked him, why was he so grumpy in this week's episode? And he answered. So that was cool. So, hey, if you want to get <laughs> a little bit more intel on what's going on into the harvest or about our own personal ministry, what God's doing here in San Diego, what God's doing in Texas, how we're hoping to impact people, and make disciples, uh, you can ask us. So however you want to uh, divvy up that question, you can go to um, info at intotheharvest.org, or you can connect with us on social media. We're very active on Instagram and Facebook. So leave us a comment or DM us. I think the new word now is PM us. Whatever one you want to do, just get in contact with us with a question, and we will answer it on next week's podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had a couple of people message me privately about things that they felt like we should have said on one of our January podcasts on setting goals. So that would be a perfect time to, if there's something that we missed covering, if you have questions that we did not answer, this is a time, this is the moment for you. So do not hold back. All right, guys. So let's get started on today's show. Um, we're going to be going into sort of detail about what our vision is for Into the Harvest, um, what it's all about, and what we hope you will get from it. Um, But before we get started in that, I thought it would be fun if we just shared literally how each of us came to be a part of Into the Harvest. So um, we're going to do that. I'm going to definitely start with Andrew because you are the one who started it all. So Andrew, (laughs) (laughs) what was going on in your life that brought you to Into the Harvest? Let's hear it. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely been a journey. Um, so back in 2014, 2015, um, we, we had been, I had been following Christ for several decades and making disciples, but I had done that in a variety of different places and a different, I guess, uh, context of ministry from the traditional church to in a military setting, the, uh, the, the chapel community. Uh, to just our neighborhood and um, having home Bible studies. So um, for, for me, what had happened was that it all led to um, 
us moving down to San Diego. We, we moved down to San Diego in, in 2012. And we moved here initially because I was working with an organization called The Navigators. And so I took an assignment um, for our family to come down here and primarily work with military families in the Navy and the Marines. But God was also giving us a vision for the city, for San Diego at large. And as we began to think about what would it look like to reach beyond the military into the city and into the neighborhoods, um, we began to realize that that one of the ways that we can best do that is to be the church in, in everyday places. And so um, the original vision for Into the Harvest was to help people learn how to, to not only live their faith in everyday places, but to live it throughout the week um, and to be the church in those places, which oftentimes for us has meant doing church um, out of our home or in a neighborhood park. But it was kind of a new journey for us. And we felt like we weren't going to be able to really learn and be on this journey of learning with the Lord if we didn't go all in, that we couldn't, we couldn't be halfway in the traditional church and at the same time trying to learn how to, to live and share our faith in the neighborhood. So, um, so we, we started into the harvest, um, out of a desire to really focus on that. And we, we, we basically stopped doing everything else. So we didn't, we did not, um, attend a regular Sunday service. Um, and it really just kind of started to grow out of that Abigail, um, first trying to live and share our faith and then trying to help those that we were discipling, learn how to do that. Um, also we had some folks that we had discipled over the years who, Many of them were in the military, and so when they had gotten out, or maybe they had stayed in, but the military had transferred them to other locations, we really wanted to take advantage of the modern age of technology that we live in to to do things like this, the podcast, uh, the YouTube channel, um, having a website that's loaded with resources so that people so that people could access and and actually build a community. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of the way it started for us. I remember, uh, I'll, I'll toss it to you here in just a second, but I can remember. I think it was, I think it was the fall of twenty fourteen. Do you remember? No, not that long ago, was it? No, fall of twenty. May feel that seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, seventeen. It was the fall of twenty seventeen. <laughs> We're in twenty twenty now. <laughs> <laughs> so in the fall of twenty seventeen. Um, I, I realized that we really wanted to build this website and, and have a, a place, a virtual space where people, no matter where they were, either here in San Diego or beyond, it could be a hub um, for inspiration, but also for resourcing. And one of the things that I wanted to, to have on there was a blog that put out weekly articles that were around the topic of, of living and sharing your faith. And the first person that I thought of was Abigail. Um, because you are a writer and I know your heart because we've been connected for over 10 years now. Um, and so I knew you were doing the same type of ministry, reaching your neighbors, sharing, sharing Christ in everyday life, doing home church or harvest church. And so I can remember, um, calling you up. I was on a drive to Vegas, I think, 
Um, but I think we talked for like 30 or 45 minutes where we were just laying out the vision for what we were trusting God for and you wanted to pray about it. And it was definitely, as I remember, it was, it was a God timing thing because you were at a place in life where you probably wouldn't have been able to take this on uh, a few months before, but, um, but it was something that uh, we agreed that, hey, we want, we want to do this together. So um, that's kind of how it started for me. And um, I'll toss it to you. What, what, were, what were your thoughts in those early days and on yeah. that uh, first phone call? It was October of 2017. I know this because my book was about to be released. Um, I had been working on a book for years <laughs> and uh, I was finally finished with it. It was in the publishers. I had a copy in hand and it was just about to be released to the world. I was like birthing this book baby into the world. <laughs> Very awful visual visual there for everyone. Um, but it was pretty traumatic and uh, I was excited about it. But I honestly also was kind of like asking God what he was going to do next because I had had this project going on literally for years and it had definitely filled up all of my extra time. Anyone who's um, a mom or even works a full-time job whatever you do in your life, you know that if you have a side hustle, that's hard to fit in. Like it's hard to fit in two side hustles for sure. So, um, I, uh, definitely the timing was really amazing because I was feeling like a loss of like, now what do I do with myself? Um, and Andrew called, I think my favorite part of that conversation was, um, Andrew, you and I met in the navigators, uh, which was wonderful time in our lives. And we really learned a lot from, from that whole ministry. Um, and when we got to San Antonio, we, uh, I think we were still on out of stuff, but we had really transitioned to doing a lot of a church in the harvest. And uh, we had really spent a lot of um, time really going deep in ourselves about what it meant to be a follower of Jesus and what uh, being a disciple really meant and entailed and it was very challenging <laughs> and very uh it covered a lot and i um it covered a lot of aspects of what jesus had commanded of us to do and were we doing all those things anyway um i remember that call with you you were like hey so i've been thinking about what it means to be a disciple and i really think it covers like four main things like um, going out and, and, you know, loving our neighbors and also is, you know, sharing the gospel with people, but also helping and discipling them and then also gathering them together in church. And you were literally like verbatim covering all the things that we talked about all the time here in Texas and part of our community and network. And so it was just it's so encouraging, even from that standpoint at that time, even if I hadn't joined into the harvest, it would have just encouraged me to know that the Holy Spirit is working um, in our nation, um, in the body of Christ. Um, there's something going on. <laughs> and whether we use the same language or we use the same illustrations, it was it was the same. And it was um, definitely a challenge for all of us as believers, as disciples of Christ, um, making sure that we really were doing all the things that Jesus had called us to do. So that was probably my favorite part of that conversation with you then. We were, we, um, Andrew and I both tend to be verbal processors. So we were like both getting super excited. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then I like ended on a downer and was like, well, I'm going to have to pray about it. And <laughs> about this. So, um, 
So I did not give him a firm yes, um, but Brett and I did pray about it for some time, and um, we were really excited that this was a really the perfect opportunity to kind of head into, and it has been a very exciting adventure. So Keith, when did you come into this party? Yeah, so so there I was driving to Los Angeles, California to take my uh, final test to become a barber. And it was extremely stressful. It felt like I was rejoining the military all over again. And uh, Andrew, being a good friend that he is, decided to drive with me there. But on the way up, as I was trying to do my last minute studying and you know prepping for the exam, all Andrew could talk about was this new vision to launch uh, a ministry that would be leveraging technology and helping people take the message and mission of Jesus out of the sacred places and into the everyday places of life. And while I was uh, definitely contemplating getting on board, I was like, oh, bro, could, could you have picked a, a worse time to talk about this? But uh, backstory for, for those of you who don't know, Andrew was the one who led me to the Lord um, back in 2013. We established this amazing like bond relationship and uh, I felt like God was allowing me to follow him as he followed Christ. So I was on board and um, kind of reminds me of Elijah and Elisha, their relationship where in that moment, Andrew's like, hey, I'm going down to Bethel. You know, God sent me to Bethel. So go, go home, you know, go be back with your people. But Elisha was like, surely as the Lord lives and you live, it's like, I'm going to follow you. So despite my uh, anxiety about the tests and, and worrying about what was going to happen to the barbering thing. I, um, I didn't quite understand what we were going to do, but I was on board. I was like, Hey, like, let's do it. Like if that's, if that's where the Lord is leading you, I will, uh, be, uh, not too far behind you, you know, trying to labor with you. So that was kind of the earliest conversations I remember about joining. And so harvest Abby, I did not know that your book came out around the same time. I feel no. like that book's been out since like 2012 or something. Oh, like that. I don't geez, know why. Right? So. Well, I started it in 2012, so mm. you're not wrong. Um, but how funny. I guess I hadn't put together the fact that both of us professionally were like trying to get something done. And Andrew's like, um, I'm just going to interrupt you real fast. <laughs> Come in with, um, you know, this other really cool thing. And we're like, um, I'm just trying to like. <laughs> this and I've got to make a living and <laughs> that's really awesome and I think kind of cool I think that's kind of how God works he's like well let's not just have this little tiny vision let's have a much bigger picture and anytime we have kingdom vision that's always going to end up being the best exactly I heard that uh I heard to say that a coach is um should be able to take you further than you can take yourself so Huge shout out to Andrew for yeah. you know, pushing us beyond our comfort zone. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. I will join you also, Keith, that I had no idea what it was going to be about. But we just, we like grabbed hold of Andrew and we were like, all right, let's go. We're ready to see what happens. <laughs> so here we are. Okay. Well, so on that note, Andrew, I have some questions for you. <laughs> some of these I genuinely don't have the answer for. I have no idea what you're going to say. So I'm excited as well, listeners, to find out a little more about how Into the Harvest came into being. So first, Andrew, you did talk about kind of what was going on in your lives um, ministry-wise, but can you just maybe go a little bit deeper? I think for anyone listening who um, is maybe starting something new or or maybe particularly God is speaking to them something um, new and something that's different from what they're currently doing, or just as believers, um, they are getting a new message from the Lord. 
uh, what did you do <laughs> when you kind of started to see this um, take shape? Like what was going on, um, spiritually speaking, in your relationship with Jesus? Well, I feel really, I, I would say fortunate, but I, I think more than that, it's just looking back at my life, it's been, it's been interesting the path that the Lord has had me and my wife on because it's, it's been a really unique journey because we were, we were blessed to meet Cecil and Jeannie Bean when my wife and I were, I think I was 21 and my wife was 19 when we met Cecil and Jeannie and we were pretty young in life, but we were also very young in our faith. Cecil and Jeannie, I believe were in their early fifties and had been following Jesus and making disciples for 25 years. And so they began to, to disciple us and invest in us. And they, they invested in us over a period of seven years. And then we got involved with the Navigators military ministry, which meant that we moved around quite a bit uh, throughout our 20s and our 30s. And we were working with a community that is very transient. So we always had people coming and going um, in our fellowships. And also it meant that we were connected with the, the chapel program on army posts, which is a little bit different than a traditional uh, church that you would find out in um, a normal community. And I think all of that conspired to, to lead us to a place in our early 40s where we weren't really tied in to any particular uh, traditional approach to, to church. Um, but we had this, this passion to reach people for Jesus and to make disciples, but we didn't, we weren't committed to a certain structure to do that. We didn't have to, to keep a, a Sunday service running. And so for us, I think, I think what happened for us, Abigail, is that we had the, we had a clear vision and we had clear values, but we weren't boxed in by a commitment to a certain context. And I, I think that could be helpful for other people if they're seeking direction from the Lord for a new venture is if there's any way that you can get a clear vision for what it is that the Lord wants you to do, and you can know your highest values and you cannot be overly committed to a certain a certain way of doing things then that really opens you up to to be driven by your values and your vision more than what you're familiar with um, and then you can step into the unknown because really for us the into the harvest has been a big unknown for us too so uh, you guys have been amazing friends and partners in the gospel and maybe at times felt like um, I knew where we were going and in a sense, I had a direction for where we were going. But even now, like one of my prayers is that the Lord would would guide us into the future and help us to see what our next steps should be. Because that's the reality is I, I'm still not crystal clear on what we're going to be doing in nine months. Uh, but I do think we've got our next few steps mapped out. So I hope that's helpful. I, I think for us, that was that's the way it played out is that we found ourselves at a place in life where we had been following Jesus and the path forward really grew out of where we had come from up to that point. 
um, and not being overly committed to to the traditions of men, I think has allowed us to try some things that we wouldn't have otherwise tried. Yeah, I remember you telling me, and I think I remember this, so you can tell me if it's true or not, that you actually had fasted from social media for like an extended period of time before you decided to start a social media ministry. So <laughs> is that correct? Yeah. yeah, I did. So I took a year off from social media. And um, <clears throat> some of that was because I realized that my my engagement with social media was haphazard. Um, so some of it was I was wasting time on it, but part of it was just, why am I here? What, what am I trying to accomplish? And so I did take a, a year off from social media. Having said that, I, I really believe that social media it presents a, an amazing opportunity for the people of Jesus to, to share their faith and to, to share the message of Jesus. But we need to be purposeful and intentional about how we go about it. And I think during that year away from social media, it helped me have a, a better understanding of my view of social media, what its limits were, um, what the benefits could be, how I wanted to use it. And then um, when we did re-engage, it was much more about, it was much more purposeful. We weren't just um, there to be there, but, um, but to really try to represent Jesus and encourage his people. Yeah, I really love that, actually, because I think that picture um, a lot of us can relate to in the sense that sometimes we're just doing something and going through the motions of something. And that can even be church, by the way, <laughs> of just um, our spiritual, you know, journey or whatever we're doing in our day to day life. Um, I, there have been times, especially growing up in a Christian home, as I did, um, that I have had to catch myself that I was just doing things because I'd always done them and I kind of just fallen into a rut. So I really, I love that about your story, just in the sense that by fasting from social media and stepping away from it, the Lord was really able to speak into it and show you how you could use it for the kingdom and in a valuable way, but you really had to give that up first. And I think for a lot right. of us, that's hard to do to just, um, to give something up that maybe, you know, it's not hurting anyone or, you know, whatever we might be telling ourselves. Um, so I really, I kind of think it's also ironic because you had given something up and then you uh, got it back and started a ministry on it. So anyway, I just like that aspect of your story. Um, so as far as what has happened since, uh, as we have continued on to Into the Harvest, we've had a couple of um, different visions that we've kind of given everyone. Keith just said one of them in his when he was talking earlier, <laughs> um, if you caught it, uh, just stepping out into the everyday places of life. Um, I try to start this podcast the same way of just, you know, we want to bring clarity and confidence um, to help be a disciple and make disciples. I think those things have not changed over the three years that we have been into the harvest. But Andrew, is there anything that you would say now that we have been here for three years as far as um, when you give your elevator speech for Into the Harvest, what do you tell people? Do you think that's changed at all or is it exactly the same? Where do we stand? I think it's mostly the same. We we want to help ordinary followers of Jesus learn how to live and share their faith in the everyday places of life. And that that really has not changed. I think for us, what is evolving is how can we better do that? 
as a team and then as a community, how can we build a community of people who share that vision and want to be on this journey with us? The three of us are on this journey and we've got others in our local fellowships and others beyond San Antonio and San Diego who who see that and want to be a part of it. But um, the evolution, I think, is just building that community and building better tools and resources to help people gain that clarity and that confidence that you were talking about earlier, Abigail, because I do think that those are the great enemies that confront us today in, in modern American Christianity. Uh, one is, is cloudiness about what does it really mean to, to belong to Jesus and to live for him and to make disciples and to be the church. These are very fundamental questions that we have as people of faith. Um, but there's actually a lot of noise that is around us all the time. There's noise from the world, but there's also noise from within the, the, the larger church community about answers to those questions. And, and how can an ordinary believer get the clarity that he or she needs so that they know how to live out and share their faith um, in the everyday places, not, not just to, to get other people not just to get their neighbors to come with them to the sacred space, to the church building on Sunday, but how do we bring Jesus into our neighborhoods and into our relationships? So that's one great enemy is just noise. And the second, I think, is the traditions of men. You know, we're 2,000 years removed from Pentecost, and what's familiar to us today is what we see out on the corner of First and Main which oftentimes is the traditional expression of church that we've come to, to be familiar with in the United States and in the West in general. Um, and, and we can begin to attach to that, that traditional structure um, divine, divine value. And that's a, I think that's a big mistake. In, in Mark 7, verse 8, Jesus reprimanded the religious people of his day. He said, neglecting the commandment of God, you hold to the tradition of men. And man, that's so easy for us to do. It's so easy for us to hold to the tradition of men because that's what's familiar. That's what we see around us. That's what we grow up with. Um, and when we do that, what we don't often realize is that it, it causes us to neglect the commandment of God, not reject it, but we just neglect it. And that's why when, when you tell people, hey, church is not a place or an event, most Christians will agree with you. Like, oh yeah, church is the people. But the way that we end up living out our life demonstrates that that's not really what we believe or what we understand. Mm -hmm. So I think with uh, End of the Harvest, the, the two, two things that we're trying to constantly come against is overcomplicating things and the noise that we're, we're constantly facing and then secondly, being overly reliant on the traditions of men to accomplish the work of God. We want to take it all the way back to what does Scripture say is necessary for us to, to live and share our faith and be the church. And then if we want to add things to that, that's not necessarily wrong, but we need to be very careful that the things that we add, we don't put on the same level as what we see in Scripture. So... Um, yeah, there's 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 a lot there, but um, I'll just take a take a pause there. 
No, it's really, really good. And as I was listening to what you were saying, and I love the fact that we really have not changed our vision from the beginning. We're still as passionate about this as we were when we started. Uh, and one thing I think has been a struggle um, along with those for us personally um, is just the fact that um, we are doing local ministry. Like that is really, you know, where our feet hit the ground and where we're doing things. Um, and then it's really, we're just trying to then share that with you wherever you are. So most of you are not actually with us in our ministries, in our local ministries. If you are, thanks. We really love you. And also, <laughs> you probably know if you're listening and you're part of our local ministries, you know that it's hard to describe what we do. It's hard to describe what it looks on an everyday basis, but we're trying. That's that's our goal. And that's probably the greatest struggle I feel is just how do I express to people what this community looks like, what it feels like, and how it has truly shifted my own personal view of being a disciple. Um, one thing I wanted to ask Keith, um, do you think that it is important uh, that... Um, that you aren't just doing this, like this isn't your full-time job. This is not the thing that pays your bills for the most part, that you're also a barber, that ironically, um, and maybe perfectly, you were on your way to that test um, as this was starting as well. And how have those two things um, been important? Or maybe they haven't been, but I just want to know, kind of how have you uh, married those two things together and, and how is that working as far as your ministry goes? Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks, Abby. I think that's a great question because I do think it's something that we have to balance. And uh, I think what I love about what we get to do and be a part of, like uh, Jesus, he hired all of his disciples. You know, he gave us all a job, a lifestyle and a ministry, you know. So uh, for me, it just doesn't stop, you know. So whether somebody's in the barber chair or whether we're on base and we're reaching out to the folks on base or we are, you know, gathering as a community in homes or at the park or Starbucks, you name it. Like the mission just doesn't stop. Uh, we have to be disciples and make disciples all the time, you know, and every day is an opportunity for me to deny myself and take up my cross and follow Jesus. So even if that means at work, you know, being honest about my faith and being willing to share with the person in my chair who, um, it could be considered a form of proselytizing, but, uh, <laughs> it's to me, it's, you know, it's worth it. It's like God has, uh, called us to do this, you know, and we're honored. To, to get to do this. So I, I uh, do enjoy being a hybrid, you know, doing ministry with Andrew part time, but then also being a barber because uh, it's like the lost come to you. You know, people just come and they, they're in your chair, they're captive audience, and you get to serve them by cutting their hair and doing your best best job you can do, but also by sharing with them uh, what God's doing in my life. So it's been, it's been an interesting journey, like to say the least, of, you know, yeah, thank you, Keith. I think um, when I, I'm looking at both of you right now on my screen, and I just, I think a lot of our audience is probably made up of people like Andrew who are um, trying to just do ministry full time and trying to figure out how to lead um, their flock well. And we hope that we provide good resources for that. But I also really hope that we have so many people like Keith also listening and watching that um, can, can, learn how to um, to put ministry as literally every part of their life, even if it's not necessarily their full-time job, they make it their full-time job in their whatever they do for a living. So I love that about both of you guys, and I've learned so much from you. I know that I will continue to learn tons from you. 
and we will continue this conversation on Into the Harvest as we move forward in season three. But we just wanted to kind of give you guys a nice, uh, succinct, hopefully, (laughs) um, look at our vision and what we are trying to accomplish here. So thanks so much, you guys, for being a part of this journey, making it to season three, or if you've just joined us, welcome. We are definitely... um, uh, hopefully you learned a couple of things and are a little more polished than we were when we started. Um, but we are super grateful for all of you. And we really hope you'll send in some questions for our next podcast because I really want to hear from you. So I think we pretty much wrapped it up, guys. Thank you so much for letting me grill you on Into the Harvest. Uh, you, They literally did not know what I was going to ask them. So good job, guys. <laughs> you answered me well. Uh, so thank you again, guys. And we thanks for listening. All right, Abby, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.